0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message.
1: What's going on, Thrive Lathrop Podcast? This is Pastor Chris and Pastor Eric, and we're excited to bring you another episode this week. Our first one uh, was... A little bit, uh, we're trying to figure it out, and, and it was our first try, but but I'm really excited. We got some of the kinks figured out and some of the technical
0: difficulties. And uh, Pastor Eric, welcome back. Uh, it's good to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, round two. Round two. Yeah, people were really kind. Yeah, a lot they, of— They seemed like they liked it last time, at least we, some— some did. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback. So we, we love you guys. Thanks
1: for joining. And, you know, I think one of the, the really cool things you can do with this podcast is as you're listening, um, you can share it to friends, share it on your social media. Uh, we're going to talk about some really cool things today. And, and honestly, our heart behind the podcast is we want to reach out. We want to show people the gospel. We want to talk about the gospel, talk about Jesus, talk about life and and everything that's going on in this Corona season. It's kind of crazy. So whatever avenue we could do, and that's one of the things we talked about, however we can help that one person. And so you never know what an invite, what a share, uh, a simple text message will do. Even just this week, Pastor Rick, I was just texting a couple people and man, just one text can just change someone's day, really encourage someone. So I really believe these podcasts do that. And so today I'm really excited We're going to talk about the topic of self-care, and we're going to talk about how to take care of your heart, your mind, your soul during this season. And so, Pastor Eric, I'm just going to start it off with this. Um, Why is self-care important? Why should we even talk about this? And
0: maybe you can just share and and go for it, whatever you're feeling in your heart. Sure, sure. And and just, uh, you know, before I jump in there, I just want to say to all the Thrivers and the listeners, we really do love you all, and we're, we're praying. Yeah. That whoever hears this podcast, uh, you don't have to remember us, but we want you to remember that you are loved, and you're cared for, um, and we have prayed for you, and we will pray for you. Uh, this is a really, really difficult season for all of us. That's why we're doing a podcast. Like, who wants to hear our voices? Right. You know, but whoever <laughs> you know finds it or finds something worth sharing um, with it, we just want to, people know that they're loved. Absolutely, uh, and and this self care idea, I think is critical. I think that for churches, church leaderships, uh, leader the leaders of churches are recalibrating, reorient, reorientating their uh, emphasis. I know here at Thrive we have kind of taken a half step back, and we've always been about building disciples that can feed themselves, they can pray for themselves, yep. that can make. Godly choices for themselves because we know we're not always with them. Mm-hmm. But it's even caused us to kind of step back and say, we need to do that better. How do we equip the believers, those that call Thrive Home? How do we equip them to take care of themselves? Because we're pastors, are here, small group leaders are here, ministry directors are here, but this life must be lived by personal responsibility. Yes. And so we want to do a better job even than than we have of equipping the saints for every good work. Yep. Self-care is a part of that. Taking care of oneself, whether that's getting deeper and more knowledgeable about the Word, having a greater hunger for God's presence through prayer, leading oneself in worship, yep. right? Instead of Come meeting on. Pastor Maribel or Pastor yeah. Juan or, God so forbid, true. Pastor Chris leading us in worship— <laughs> It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, I'm sure you do a good job.
1: I was on once. I played, I had to play Cajon once on a, on a Sunday. You did Because awesome. we didn't have a drummer. You did. They didn't that put was, a
0: mic on it. Yeah. Per, you did great. It, it was
1: cool though. <laughs> you, you just sat me hitting a box. It was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I remember that actually. I, that, those were difficult days. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle was real. It was real. Thank God for Pastor Juan and no, Pastor for real. Come on. And it's so good to like have corporate worship and, you know, gathering is very, it's biblical. It's necessary. Yeah. But the idea of I'm going to lead myself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to turn on a worship CD and close the door, or take a long drive and put on um, some worship music and just worship God. So that the capacity to do that, I think those types of things are all involved. Yeah, with the idea of self care, right? Spiritual well being, ministering to oneself, <laughs> David. You know, the psalmist writes, why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your mm-hmm. hope in God. So he was exhorting himself. So that for us to have the ability, the tools to be able to care for ourselves in a lot of different ways is, is really important. I think it's been highlighted because of the coronavirus yep. and ch- doing church so differently. But it's always been Essential. necessary. Yeah, yes. Absolutely,
1: so, so true. I, I, uh, I, I tell people I grew up a fake Catholic and the reason I say I was a fake Catholic is because I only went like during Christmas and Easter. And so, and then when you grew up like Mexican Catholic, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You get like a cake for everything. So like when you got baptized, you got a cake. When you did communion, you got a cake. And I was like this fat, chubby Mexican kid. So I just want a cake all the <laughs> Lots time. Lots of cake. Lots of cake. But but I remember growing up Catholic and and not even really being in it, but this understanding of uh, I needed someone else, like a priest or a certain individual to get me closer to God. And then one of the things that was so incredible when I got saved was that I can have this relationship with Jesus on my own and that God can take care of my heart and God can love me. And, and I don't need an in-between. Now we need people, obviously, and it's not saying you're allowed to be a maverick and be isolated, right. um, but the ability that you can be close to Jesus wherever, right? You yeah. can— take care of your heart, your soul, your mind. God can draw near wherever you're at. I, I think is so profound. And I think people forget that. And it's really highlighted because in this Corona season, we weren't really able to hang out with people. We weren't really able to go to restaurants or do life. We were kind of isolated. And so we had to really focus on it. And I think, I think this is so good, Pastor, because so many people are struggling with this now. Like they still haven't caught a groove right? There's still, and maybe because we thought there was an end in sight and we don't know yet, but there's still like, what do I do? Um, I think would help for some of the people that are listening, how would you define self-care and not just like self-care from an Oprah, Dr. Phil kind of sense, but from a biblical, pastoral, uh, Jesus-centered way? Like what would self-care, just maybe define some of those things. I know you gave some
0: examples, but maybe go deeper in that a little bit if that's cool. Sure. Yeah. I think that what Christ introduced by basically rejecting the very flawed and very ungodly religious leadership of his day Mm. was he was, he was usurping spiritual authority that had been inculcated in tradition. Yeah. And gave it back to this, the regular man and woman. Come on. That's so good. And... And the, the the religious leaders of the day—not all of them. There were some really right. soft-hearted, like Nicodemus. He yeah, was Nicodemus, a seeker, or Josephus, right? or, yeah. So, but but kind of built in or kind of baked into the cake. Talking about cake, right? <laughs> we'll keep that theme going as long as we can because we love cake. It's true. Kind of baked into the cake of the of the context or the culture right. of the time was was these religious leaders. You know, had all the answers and just do what you're told. And and so Jesus really revolted against that, rebelled against that, and brought intimacy back to just the common man that they were hearing the words of Christ for themselves. Yeah. God, God was God had come to them. Yeah. Right. God had come to, to every man, woman, child. And he was healing them, and he was teaching them, he was liberating them. Uh and so, so I believe that self-care is. Uh, is so necessary in the sense that we are responsible for our spiritual well-being. Yeah, that's it right there. There are offices of pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle. There are there is church authority. The scriptures are very clear. There is God ordained authority, and there should be we should be submitted to authority. Right. We need teachers in our lives. Yep, we do. Yep. But we are personally responsible to read the word and to pray and Absolutely. to wrestle with our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not the man or woman of God in our lives is, is tickling our fancy or presenting it how we want to yeah, receive it. That's so true. Or even in these days when some folks haven't been in a gathering in months. right. So, so we are, I, I just want to, you know, make the point. We are personally responsible. Pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists are here to equip the saints for every good work. We all need these people in our lives. I have pastors in my lives. They hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. They help shepherd me, even as I shepherd our congregation and our, our staff. But each one of us will never be able to stand before God and blame someone else. That we were spiritually bankrupt, that we left the ways of the Lord. Um, we have freedom of religion still. We can read our Bibles, we have access to encounters with God through worship music, and there's online conferences, there's all kinds of things there going is. on. Right. So 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 I believe that there is you know, just just to say the responsibility is personal mm-hmm. and we won't be able to blame anyone else. Now, what does that look like? I think we know all of the do's. Like we need to do prayer. I don't think for for anyone sure. knows they shouldn't, like they know that we need to pray. Right. They need to do church. So yep. whether it's online or gathering, yeah, gathering in the parking lot or yep. whatever, do worship. Do it consistently, show up. Show up, yep. spend time in, in the word. Get in a group because community matters. So we know the do's. For sure. I, I think um what we sometimes don't focus enough on is the being or or the remaining. Got it. And I've been reading, we're in a new sermon series. And I've been reading the I am statements of Christ, right. kind of meditating on them. Yeah, it's been so good so far. It's going to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for the series. We're we're talking about the I am statements of Christ because in these the season of where everything is uh, volatile. Mm-hmm. Our, our governor changed the ex, the rules, so to speak, from one week to the next. And it really feels like that. Everything is changing from one week to the next. It's- one week, one day to the next. <laughs> right, for it's sure, such a weird time and. Um, that we felt it was wise for us to point our congregation to the one that doesn't change. Yep. The one who never is diminished or enhanced. Like we don't make him greater. We don't make him smaller. Mm. The times don't make him greater or smaller. He just is. So he's the, I am the self-sufficient one. So we're going to, we're preaching that. And I went to the last one, which is John chapter 15, really, really well known passage when Jesus says, I am the the true vine, my father is the gardener, right? And we're to remain in Mm -hmm. in it. And, And several times in just a few scriptures, Jesus says, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, like stay in me. Some translations have it as abide in me. And that is essential. In fact, there in John chapter 15, you can, you can read it. He says, if you remain in me and I and you, you will bear much fruit. Then he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. We have to stay in him. Yeah. And that's, that's, so we can't do anything until we've been somewhere. Right. Well, or with good. someone. That's so good. <laughs> and if we do anything outside of him, mm-hmm. that's when we, according to Christ, become useless. Like that's when we're branches that all we can, we're good for is to cut off and start a fire with. Right. We've lost our fruitfulness. And, and I think we all kind of see believers that they're doing a lot of things and it's really hard to hear Christ or to see Christ or to feel Christ. And I'm not saying they're not Christians. Like they, they, they're believers, but I'm not sure that they're remaining. Yeah even though they might be doing a lot of things, they're not remaining. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I I remember
1: when I was in in YWAM for a little bit and it was a missions organization. I I did it for a few years before I came to Thrive, a couple of years. And um, one of the things that, Uh, was happening, I came at the tail end of it where God was really moving, but about five, six years before I even got there, uh, YWAM was starting to lean toward the side of not really doing stuff that was gospel-centered. It was more humanitarian, and I remember, um, the, the founder talking one day, just like they do like their church services for like mm-hmm. the missions base. And he said that this, this guy came to him and gave him a word and it was really powerful. He said, we have, um, got so caught up with just trying to do stuff that we forgot our first love yeah. and sometimes doing things and, and don't get me wrong, the Bible doesn't say to be lazy, right? Like we got to do oh, stuff. We got to do, we mm-hmm. got to work, but there is a remaining, there is a abiding, uh, and it's all centered around Jesus. It's it's being in Him, remaining in Him because we could just spin our wheels. And man, I just think this is so good because I just know so many people who just live their life spinning their wheels and there's they can feel like they're living, but they're not, right? And especially during this season... The, even there's this need that if I just do more, right? If sure. I, oh, if I yeah. just if I just right? do more, that's, if I can only go to the restaurant, the if I can only right, like going wrong. I miss right. Disneyland. We all miss Disneyland. If I can go to Disney, if I can do more, if I can do this, but but just because you do something, just doesn't mean that it's life giving. Absolutely. And and it's it's almost like the thing you want to do can be the exact opposite. And and, and I think Jesus right is really is really teaching that and showing mm-hmm. that and um, just. Just to, to piggyback off that, what what would you think is is ways that we can stay? I think I think staying is so crucial. Like we have to be able to stay, we have to be able to remain, we have to be able to abide, and that's hard for people. I think for some people, like I would even say for myself, um, staying is harder than even doing. I think for yeah. us that are go getters, how do how do we? Remain, and maybe it's not even a how to, but but just maybe talk about that, like like some give some some thoughts and yeah, some practicals on well, on that.
0: Sure, no, I I think you're right. I think that we can do do do, and and all we're doing is dying, right? We're like pouring out our energy. Man, that's that's
1: intense, but that's pouring good.
0: Pouring out, we're even pouring out our affection, yeah. Right? We could be pouring out our passion. We can be busy, 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 but if it's born out of if it's born out of anything other than a loving relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. then it's not in the true vine. Right. I think that we can be tempted over a period of time. So so sometimes what I try to remind myself in the congregation is, do you remember the day you got saved?
1: It's mm,
0: true. This idea of, oh man, I am so broken. I'm so messed up. I'm so ashamed. I'm so embarrassed. I hear the gospel. This perfect God died for me, knows everything about me and still loves me. What do we do? We cry. His love breaks the yeah. walls down. We call out to him and we're not embarrassed because we have found like that pearl of great price, right? Yeah. We, have, we have discovered a treasure in a field that's worth selling it all. Yeah, we're going to sell it all. We're going to go all in. It's, yeah, it's like whatever you want. Of me, God. I just, I can't believe you love me. Absolutely. And then I think over time we can get distracted and we, it's almost like we leave the altar. Mm. We maybe look back at that as some emotional response that was tender. I was a newborn baby in Christ. Now I'm sophisticated. <laughs> you know, I see how people in church can be and yeah. you know, and a little judgmental or critical. And yeah. um, and now I know some things and I don't agree with everything. And we become jaded where we we where we forget just how lost we were, just mm-hmm. just what a mess. How we broken were, we were. How, and yeah, how much grace we needed, right? So true. <clears throat> so I think. This idea, at least that I'm kind of meditating on. And this is just, I think last time we said, we're going to have imperfect conversation on this podcast. Absolutely. This is just a talk, right? So everyone out there, we're just talking. (laughs) So this is sort of a journey of discovery. Um, I would say that what I've been meditating on, and I do this for a living, right? I preach for a living. I teach for a living. I lead for a living. I pastor for a living. What a privilege that I have. But I can do those things for a while and not remain in Christ. Yeah. I know the words. I know the disposition I need. I know the posture I need. I have gifts and I can use them. But if I'm not remaining in Christ where my identity Mm -hmm. is, is completely founded, established on the goodness of God, like this, this, this. Combining the vines, right? Where it's like one. It's. Yeah. It's, I, I'm just a branch of His true vine. Yeah. My identity, my 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 capacity, my gifts, my talents, my thoughts, creativity, opportunities, all come from Him. Yeah, it's all connected because I'm in Him. Yeah. yeah it doesn't it's, work unless I'm with. No, it's you. Yeah. in Him, right? He's got it all. He's giving it to me. Yep. I woke up today. He gave it to me. Like I didn't wake up on my own. He gave me the day. Mm-hmm. That complete abandonment of self to God is what I think is remaining. I think that's abiding. I think that's staying where you can't tell me apart. Like I I don't want anything apart from him. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to tell the difference. I don't want you, to distinguish. Right. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And and we're not perfect, right? So until I die, there's going to be plenty about me. <laughs> yeah. That isn't like Jesus. But, but I the majority should be. be. right. I don't want to be building anything on me. Yep. It, when I start building on me, then it becomes, you know, tainted with things like yeah. fear and control. Yeah, you're building on sand. Building of on, that rock. Building that that he on he sand. talks about right. So I, and I think this this is where a lot of Christians have missed it during this historically difficult time. Is there's a lot of doing and doing and doing, and it, we shared this last time. It can be something that on the surface, if you just look at word for word seems correct, but the tone or the spirit, the spirit of it is Mm -hmm. not godly. Yeah. It's not the right thing. It isn't. It's distasteful. It's not attractive. Like there's nothing about those types of posts or conversations or comments or attitudes that attracts people to Christ.
1: Yeah. And no one gets saved from works. That's just not how this thing is. Right. Like you, you can't work your way or work so hard for someone else to get into heaven it's just not right it's not going to work it's not it's, it's it's defeating i right it's like what you said we're working till we die it's like that was like such a great line There's a great explanation of of if you don't abide if you don't remain you're just you're slowly leading to your
0: own like coffin it's it's uh, because, so sad because it's essentially it's essentially sinful so mm. people can do things like like the Pharisees did they did religious yeah. Spiritual-looking things, oh, but on, they man. were bankrupt spiritually. Yeah. So on the surface, they said the right things. They read the they read the scriptures, they read them out loud. They prayed prayers. Right. They fasted. Mm-hmm. They tore their garments. Right. They were proclaiming the law. So on the surface, it was like a veneer. It's like it's like a nice piece a, a piece of furniture you look at it looks good, and then you realize that it's what is it when it's particle board underneath and it's only got like the it's a veneer it's oh, yeah. like a yeah it's like uh i don't know the fancy top. word for I'm it i'm forgetting <laughs> right now but it's like and you're like oh that's not real wood right, right. like that's not real wood yeah. that's particle board We, we, called, it, we called it we call it pretendo wood but that's pretendo okay. wood <laughs> i never heard that one but that'll work so, so you're like oh no wonder it's only 50 bucks right for this dining room table. And then you, it falls apart on you. You can not move. You it can
1: never move it. You build it once. <laughs> you, you can like, thank you, Ikea. You glue you the dowels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
0: They got those little dowels you glue yep. and you put in there. Yeah, I no, mean, it's all, when all of us starting out, especially, you know, we buy that furniture because it's what we can afford. It's true. And you're like, oh, it looks good, but it really isn't quality. Right. And so I think that you see a lot of that rather than the real deal, because the real deal is costly. Yeah. And the real deal... Like mm, a tree has to die yep. and it has to get cut up, and there has to be a a, wood, a woodworker yeah. that takes and it building. and 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 smooths it out and shapes it, and and the suckers heavy to move, and it's expensive, like yeah. it's costly. Right. So so I think the the if we can remain in Him, talk about self care. Fundamentally, we already know the dues. Like if there's someone maybe who's listening that doesn't know the dues. It's things that we you could probably just, if you had to think of, like prayer, Yep. go to church, worship. Listen read to the our Bible. Parsonage
1: series. We just talked about it for like seven weeks. Yeah, the news we on what to do and right. how to be spiritually responsible.
0: How to be spiritually yeah. responsible. But fundamentally, there's, there's people that are doing such things so they look like it on the outside. But underneath the surface, they're super afraid. They're super angry. They're super critical. They're super anxious. And... Poor them. I feel bad because to get to that point didn't cost them much. Mm. They didn't put in the time for prayer. Yeah, but they're going to cave in. Like they're they're going to cave in. Yeah, the bottom's like going to fall under it's them. It's going it to is. like that fake right. table can't support right the weight. They can't support the weight of the day, and you see the cracks with things like tone and. Commentary and opinions, you know, flying around, and no, it, it's one thing to speak truth, and that's what they would say. I'm just speaking the truth, but there's zero love, and I wonder what's the point if it's if just it to isn't, be right. It feels to like to be right, right to make a. Right. It's like the point was to make a point.
1: Yeah. To to and 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 I almost think it it really leads to like self validation. Oh sure. Which is the validation. The acceptance that you get from remaining, from knowing who you are, from being in Jesus, it's just, that's why I'm doing it. And everyone, and I, you know, it's funny. I feel like everyone knows that's why you're doing it. Like you're posting these memes or you're talking the way you talk or you're doing the things you do. And we all know why. Like, let's not be dumb. Like we can see it. And maybe yeah. from afar you can't. But like when you start to really get to know someone, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Like. Fake fruit looks really good in pictures and from far away. But then when you get close, you can tell it's like, it's not real.
0: Yeah, and this yeah. isn't and, real. And, and, you know, one of the things where my, my heart goes towards it, because initially it's, you know, I get mad, right? I'm like, will you stop it? Like, I'm thinking, Every podcast we talk about you getting mad, but that's get okay. Mad. Sometimes I get mad. We're <laughs> all a little mad right now. But then really what, what my heart shifts to like, I feel bad. I feel I feel bad for the people that have to hear it, but I also feel bad for the person because they're a little lost.
1: They are, you know. I agree.
0: There, there's a point to, making a point to simply make a point is all about oneself. If I want to make a point to draw people to Christ, if I want to make a point to help someone find their way out, then that's different. And I've seen like just just this morning, I think I saw. Some person who just kind of made this blanket statement of about pastors and and I, and it's not the first one I've seen, and yeah, those are always fun and then i it was really kind of interesting because I looked up the person because I'm new to social media, really I really can click on their name and see their like bio. come on, you're learning and now like watch they, out people. he's coming. They had their whole life story up there. <laughs> But um, this isn't a person who goes to our church, right? This is someone that's That's good else to know. That's if you like, were worried and you were like listening to this. connected to connected to connected. I don't know this person. <laughs> but I looked at their bio and they, they have zero ministry experience. Right? Yeah, normally. Zero ministry experience. Totally. Like I can't see any. I mean, they put a lot of details on their bio. And there was nothing about going to Bible college or Bible school or even like where they go to church. Leading people. leading a small group. Something. Right. Something. And I think, well, it's really easy for you to tell pastors what to do. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and I've seen pastors get slammed for being in person and and making people vulnerable, like in a building, vulnerable to the COVID. And then I've seen pastors blasted for not being indoors. And and I just, I just think, you know what? If that person was remaining in Christ, they would never attempt to em- anything that would embarrass someone else. Yeah, not even just a pastor,
1: but a believer. A or believer, that's just lost. a believer. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. the the idea that, that Someone would make a public statement that might hurt or embarrass or shame. I'm not even saying if they're right or wrong. Like the sure. person could be right. totally Right. But what they did was simply a
1: put down. Yeah, and how they came about it and, and the purpose, the motive, the spirit. It's, it's, it's
0: not of God. It's not. Period. It's not godliness. Jesus got mad at the devil. Jesus got mad at money changers for turning his father's house into a den of robbers. He got mad at the religious people who were holier than thou. Sinners, people who innocently got it wrong. Yeah, because they, they didn't know. They didn't know. They weren't, they weren't. Or they turned away. Yeah. He sat with tax collectors. He befriended the prostitute. He he did so many things that that the ultra-religious would never do. Mm-hmm. And so it comes down to our heart. So I think if we can make sure that we are resting in Christ, yeah. remaining in Christ, abiding in Christ, never forgetting just how lost we were, then what comes from us is life-giving because right. he's life. Yeah even if we are going to correct someone during the season, we should be on the cross first. God scrutinize my heart. It's really good. Where is this coming from? Am I just mad? Is this, am I taking this personal? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to actually use me to help this person because they are lost or they're wrong or they're confused? That's a personal conversation, right? Matthew 18 tells us how to like correct a brother or a sister. And if you don't know how to do that on
1: social media, that's called a DM, okay? That's what that's called. That's not the comment page. That's not reposting. You send a DM. I just got to throw it out there to everyone uh, because that's what we do. Like, There's no need for everyone to be part of a conversation
0: that was not intended for everyone's opinion. No, no. And you know what? And here's the other thing. Someone might say, well, they put it out there. Okay, so two wrongs never make a right. Absolutely. If you love a person and someone puts out something that is unbiblical or foolish or, or uh, unwise, you don't have to publicly. We don't have to Humaneate publicly. Humiliate them or no, fight them. No. D, uh, those private messages, direct messages, is that what it is? That's DM? What it is. okay. But you got it right. You're good. All right. And I've done some of that yeah. where I was like, you know what? Like initially I'm like, ooh, I, I, I want to be salt and light right now. You know, but it's really not God, it's just me. If you wanted to I wanna want get into the spiciness on that wound, <laughs> you know, and that's not what why we're, we're supposed to be salty. Right. So, so I would like will direct message them and just say, Hey, I you know, not sure where that's coming from. And then I'll ask a question, like, well, why did you say that? Or where did you read that? Because mm-hmm. I wanna know, like, where are they coming from? If if the Lord can use me, I guess. When we remain in Christ, we never forget what God brought us from. Right. Which keeps us humble because someone, someone in our lives looked past our own failures. They did. And led us to Christ and loved us through our, like, you know. Our mess. Growing pains. Yeah, our stuff. Yeah. And here's an opportunity for us to love someone through their growing pains. We're all still growing. Yeah. So— so anyways, so the idea of self-care, I think we've talked about the do's, uh, which really, really matter. Rec, you know, resting, not just, not just recreation, playing, but resting spiritually, meditating on God's word. But it's built on this concept of identity that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. We're worthless, like branches that should be destroyed. Right. So the best self-care is initiated or started with our identity— and the posture of, I need to abide in Christ. I can't start abiding on some pastor's it's good. platform or right. some politician's platform. Right. Or a, a some, view or a concept. Some or, authors yeah. or some worship team, right? Some worship band right. platform, and that's my identity. No, we have to abide in Jesus Christ. We need to settle down and get our minds focused on the thoughts of Christ. We need to meditate on scriptures and truth. We need to stay at the altar. And if we stay at the altar, then chances are our hands will stay clean and our hearts will stay pure. That's good. That's so good. Um, Just for me, I I've always
1: tried to make sure that I understand that there's a difference between spiritual maturity, which we want people to grow and, I think what you said earlier, people can become what I would call professional Christians, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's a professionalism and it's all business. And because I know a little bit and it's where it talks about in the Bible, knowledge puffs up and it's an arrogance Uh and it's conceit. Um, We want people to be mature. I want to be, you know, one of my goals has been funny as a young man. I want to be older than what I am in my heart. Even though I'm younger, I want to be older because that's what God calls me to. He calls me to be like him yeah. to mature, but that doesn't mean I become professional and it's all, it's, it's, it becomes very business focused and I can just start throwing judgments and condemnations and thinking, I know what's right. And, and when you begin to grow, you really learn that the more you're learning and growing, the less, you know, and I'm learning that. And I just think that's so key. And, and really it's that identity thing. And, and man, that's a whole podcast if we would just spend on identity, right? So many people need that. I needed that. Like just as a vulnerable moment when I first came to Thrive and came with you, um, so many orphan identity things you had to hit and tackle and you did it in a really grace, gracious and merciful way and you still do, um, but- You're doing great. But, but man, right? Like so many times I live from the place of earning affection, doing, doing, doing. If I can only do this, if I can only get the job, if I can only work this hard, if I can only—and, man, I would, I would be so much more powerful and so much more of a better leader and a dad and a husband if I just learned how to remain and be in Jesus. It's so important. You can't start anywhere else until you go there. So I just think, man, that's such a powerful conversation we had. And I think it really helps someone today. I, I really I hope do.
0: so. I think I think you hit on something, the professional or sophisticated yeah. Christian, right? we're supposed to be like little children. Oh yeah, come on. One of the most beautiful things about little children is it, the simple things amaze them. Yeah, it's true. They'll, you know, the first time they see a horse or the, <laughs> the you know, the first time that you, you do a little kaleidoscope and they see the colors. Yep. You take them to the ocean and they just stand there and yeah. look at the water, right? Right. And while we like, you know, don't oh, care about whatever. colors and, right. oh, yeah, that's a horse. And and we drive by the ocean and we lose our amazement. We need to re- stay as little children amazed at the grace of God, mm-hmm. amazed at the goodness of God, amazed at the mercy of God. And I think that's le- what leads to health. I, I think that leads to, like, sincere prayers, not just praying, like religious prayers prayers, but sincere prayers or reading the scripture, not as an exercise, right. but, but as Because a, you love it. You want to know the author. An you exploration want learn, right? of truth, Absolutely. mining out, right? Worship isn't just, yeah, I like it It's music. not a chore, right? Right. Uh, it's, it's like, oh man, God is right here. That amazement as a little child is, if we can keep a child's heart um, remaining innocent, I think that's that's really a key thing in that John chapter 15 passage where I am the vine. One of the things that stood out and we'll talk about it another day is that Jesus says that we've been made clean or pruned by the word. So the sins that beset us, the everything, every promise, every but every promise, every ideal that God gave us life for is found in him and is provided for him the 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 debt is paid right so we're cleaned by the word it isn't our past sins that will render us fruitless it isn't mm. our environment that will render us fruitless yeah come on someone's got to hear that it's just our choice to remain or not yeah. remain yeah that will rend- that's that's huge yep like it isn't about our past or it isn't about our hangups or it, where we're at the or what's pandemic. Going on. Yep. It's we we've been made healthy by the word, the act of the word. And and the only thing that renders us fruitless is if we choose to stop being um entwined with him. In um there's a there's a term there to where they're one, right? Um, And and we start to self-reference or to be independent of God. That's when we lose our power to be effective. I
1: feel that's the first step to religiosity, the dangerousness of being uh, like the Pharisees, right? Where it's this, I don't need God anymore, I I got this on my own as if you got yourself there on the first place. Never did. Yeah, never happened. So, so good. Man, I think this has been an awesome conversation, an awesome podcast. Um, I have one last question and I was waiting to ask you, um, but we're going to close up in a minute. Uh, But it's actually your birthday this week. Oh my gosh. And so I'm not going to ask you how old you are on the podcast. (laughs) I'm old. I'm so old. But but you're not 50 yet, right? Not 50. There you go. That's all everyone needs to know. So if you thought he was. Yeah. So, so... um, um, anything you're looking forward to this year, birthday year? Birthday I mean, year, yeah. Hopefully, COVID ending, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Anything else? Yeah. You know. You know. I, I think we're all looking forward to after COVID. Sure. But God ain't done with us in COVID, so. Right. I think I'm excited. We ha- I have such a great team here at church. Uh, it's so much fun to come to work. Uh, our church is amazing. Mm, I think our church has been faithful. Yeah. Uh, just shout out to you thrivers that Absolutely. are listening. So thank good. you for like joining groups and praying for us. Thank you for showing up to outreaches. Right. We could we we never stop making no, a difference. We haven't. It's been so we powerful. day we've done more. And uh, <laughs> you know, a thank you for your generosity and giving because you're true partners and us spreading the gospel all over. We're we're gonna build those churches in Angola, Africa. Um, we're going to fund those this year. We're going to train pastors in Cuba this fall. Like we're still doing stuff. Yeah, we're going not, for it. Not to mention the backpacks and the, we gave away, I want to say maybe 13 or 14,000 meals. Yep. When uh, the pandemic first hit and the shutdown started. So uh, I, I think God's doing stuff now. I'm excited about what's ahead. I think the best is yet to come. I love my wife and my kids. Um, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Like it's good. It's Life awesome. is good. I'm not, I'm old, but not too old yet. Yeah. So, and I'm surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of millennials. And you, you are. I don't know, Gen Xers or Gen Yers or Gen Zers, whatever. What are you? I don't even know You anymore. don't even know? Whatever
1: they yeah. they want to call you. Yeah, I think Gen Y. I think I'm Gen Y. You're Gen Y. And then like Pastor Sean is like Gen. He might be on the borderline between Gen Y and Gen Z. And Gen Z. Do yeah. we have millennials too? Yeah, millennials I think is Gen Y.
0: Oh, oh that one. Yeah. Okay, so I don't so, know.
1: But I don't know. I'm not a sociologist or anything.
0: Yeah, so. you guys keep me young, right? And learning new things, so- so, yeah, I'm looking forward Very to it. Very cool. Going to be good. Awesome. So, if you're hearing this, go ahead and
1: give Pastor Eric a sh- birthday shout out this weekend on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, we just wanted to shout you out, and I'm excited for you this year. I love you a lot and uh, super grateful to be on this team and, and everything that God is doing. I agree, He's Amen. continued to do it. So, love you guys. What an amazing episode. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, tune in, and we'll catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. All right. Love you guys.
0: Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrep.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.